And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, okay, we're going to weave into our thinking the importance of working in the power of the Lord. We know that we need faith. We know we need confidence in the authority of Jesus. We need to know that we must remain submissive, not dismissive, to the Lord. We don't manipulate or try to coerce God to say yes. We ask, we believe, and we trust him. Yet there's one more element that we need to operate in to most effectively win in spiritual warfare, which operates in the power that God requires. Next, I have to apologize to the audience. The reason is that I made a gash against all formulas. I want to correct that statement. Man-made and church-made formulas mean nothing. They are useless and ineffective. God-ordained formulas or ordered steps of the process are legitimate. Yeah, I guess why I'm saying that. All right. And then finally, we can all also explore the power of shared testimony with one another. We ask our audience to share praise reports because hearing them creates an increase in other people's faith. How do I know this is true? Because when we read the Bible, we find out that numerous stories of power are linked directly to sharing this information with other children of God. God's work inspires faith in others, even if the testimonies are from others. Isn't that cool? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. I mean, just a ton more. How much more? A whole bunch of more. A lot more. So much more, there's just more. Hey, we're just asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that phone number, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. 
All right, talking to Dynamite D is like buying a device and finding out it works better than you hoped. <laughs> Interesting. It's just like, oh, oh, this is even working even better. So, all right, I'll just tell you what it is. I know. So, we had these little lights. So we had these uh, electric, electric uh, wired lights when we first moved to the house five and a half years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what happened. And uh, after five and a half years and five and a half years of cutting grass and weed eating, which I'm not the best weed eater. That's why I have somebody else doing it now because I'm really bad at it. Uh, so I've destroyed those wires. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So the, the other day we purchased a solar little thing you stick in the ground. It gets the solar. And then it uh, – I don't care about the solar part. I just care that you stick it in the ground and it lights. And it works better than I thought it would. Pretty good. I was so happy. I was like, look, it looks looks better than it did before. I'll take it. So that's a compliment to you because you, talking to you, is better than that. And that's uh, that's making me feel pretty good. I'm just telling you right now. All right. So here's the bottom line to this whole process. Now, if you've got a question, a comment, a thought, or if you've got something going on and you just want to share it, you've got a praise report, you've got a a prayer request, you've got something that, that the Lord's put on your heart. You got something that you just want to get off your heart, but you want to do it in a way that will encourage other people and strengthen other people. You have the venue, the opportunity to do that. Okay, we're looking for brothers and sisters. Don't care about your background. I care if you love Jesus. We we're looking for brother, and I mean authentically love Jesus. We're looking for brothers and sisters to encourage brothers and sisters and that could be through a praise report could be having other people join you in your struggle it could be any of those things or it could even be this a super super easy trivia question which you are still welcome to answer in any fashion you want who passed all the kings of the earth in riches according to the old testament and second chronicles who was the wealthy king Wealthy, 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 wealthy. How wealthy? Wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. Okay. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. Couple things I'd like to drop into your lap, so to speak. Don't forget if you've got a praise report or a prayer request and you don't want to do it through the phone or through through the show itself, you don't have to. You can do it directly on the website. Okay, it's totally cool. We'll keep it confidential. You won't have any problem with any of that. Uh, so you can be either a praise or prayer, whatever's working for you, no problem. And then please, now see what I said here. Please, and I'm even saying it with a whiny voice. Of more than whiny than normal, please check out the ambassador program for the different okay. brochures and different things like that. So that gives you a chance to see what we're trying to do to expand the show, and you can help us in that. There, that's simple. Uh, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. This is your brother, Sam. Hi, Samson. Samson. How are you, brother? Good, good, and how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good, and uh, just feeling it. Uh, got a ton of time in the Lord, just a ton, ton, ton of time, so I was really blessed by that. That really did help me. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure you know this, but today is the Yom Yerushalam Day, so I don't know if you knew that or not, so it's a celebration on the day. Of uh, no, I didn't know that. Ah, oh, yeah. this, that's a rarity for you. You are often way on top of that. Yes. So I appreciate yeah. you for that. 
right, you got to yeah. answer the trivia yeah. question, then tell me how you're doing. But first, you got to answer the trivia question. Shouldn't be too sure. tough. I think you'll get this. Who passed all the kings of the earth in riches back in the Old Testament? I think that was my brother Solomon. That is correct, Amigo! <laughs> Solomon! <laughs> He's My gonna, brother's name is Solomon. <laughs> you know what I was going to say is it's almost the way the sound of a way to ski. You know, like instead of slalom, you know, <laughs> that's going to go that direction. Just to see if I can pull it off, but that seemed kind of tough. How you doing, brother? What's going on? Good, good. Uh, well, a uh, pray for my brother Joseph from last week. He's been under the weather, and his graduation is coming up on Saturday. I pray that today he's having a little with a cough, so he was worried that he did, he didn't want to miss his graduation. So if he could pray uh, that Lord will supernaturally heal him, so he could be present for his graduation. Yeah, let's pray. Let's do it, Father. We yeah. come before thank you right now. We thank you and praise you, and we just lift up uh, our brothers, our brother to you right now. We we lift up Samson's brother, and we ask you in the name of Jesus to bring healing. I mean, bring healing so he doesn't feel down, he doesn't feel stressed, he doesn't feel uncomfortable, but physically touch his body by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you are you're able to raise a body from the dead, let alone fix a body. So we ask you to touch him and let him have that vibrant, that vitality to enjoy the moment of his accomplishment. Let it be a blessing for him. And let him even testify, hey, God gave me strength to do this, and I, I just acknowledge that. Let that be something that gives you glory, and this way also brings strength and comfort to our brother as Samson has prayed for him and asking for grace for him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you. You're welcome, brother. You are welcome, my brother. Uh, keep up keep on praying okay. for us. We need it. My wife's gotta get through about five more days before we can start breathing again because she's in her Mother's Day route. <laughs> yes, that's right. So keep us keep us All in prayer, right. okay? Yes, I will. All right, thank you. Okay. Bro. God bless. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, let's get right into the text. I know you guys will love this text. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, everybody loves this text. James chapter 4, verse 7. James, James chapter 4, verse 7. If you're going to turn in your Bibles, you want to turn now. If you're not going to turn in your Bibles, I promise you, if I read it wrong, somebody will call in. Here you go. Ready? Submit yourselves then, therefore, submit yourselves, therefore, then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. No. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Ah, oh, there's no devil. Oh, then James is a liar. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Just, well, he's not a person. Okay, then that's why it says he in the text, in the Greek. Uh, see that little pronoun-y thing there? <laughs> so talk about pronouns, pronouns, pronouns. Here you go. Here's a pronoun. Satan is a being. He's known from a masculine point of view. He's not masculine. That's what God said. He's masculine. You don't like it? Too bad. Here's the other part about that. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Which comes first? Submission. Well, what, why is that important? Because you can't resist the devil unless the power of God and the anointing of God and the grace of God and the presence of God is working in you. 
You can't say no to Satan on your own. Adam and Eve didn't, and you're part of their heritage. Right? You have to have a submission, a surrender, a yielding. Right? I mean, a yielding, a yielding. So with the word, we always talk about this, like to submit means to surrender. I, I, there's another translation I want to point out. It's called the good word. The, the, I'm sorry, it's God's word translation. Okay, so it's a little softer in Greek. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's more thought for thought than it is word for word. But the thing it says in this passage is lights out fantastic. Where it says right here, submit yourself then to God. It says place yourself under God's authority. Oh, baby. Yeah. Now, I know that's not perfect to the text, but I know that's perfect to application. Okay, there you go. Place yourself under God's authority. Put yourself under the authority of God. And if you do that, if you submit yourself, if you surrender, if you yield, you have the power in you. Listen, the po- listen, the power in you to say no. Everybody laughed at uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, wife, Nancy Reagan, because uh, she did uh, that thing, that whole uh, uh, project, Just Say No. And they're like, you can't just say no. Well, as a Christian, you certainly can just say no. In fact, there's a text in Titus that says, just say no to ungodliness. It's just like, no, no, nope, not doing it. Nope, not going to do it. It's not going to happen. And then when it says resist, we know this is keep from giving in. So you just say no, 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 no. How many times you got to say no? As many as it takes. What if he tempts you two or three or four or five or six times? Then say no two, three, four, five, or six times, maybe seven. Just keep saying no. And so the, the, the result is that he has to leave. He has to go. In fact, it says flee. Uh, I, I think that's like powerful stuff that I, I'm not even sure how to communicate that to you. The dude has to take a long walk off a short pier. That's what it is. I don't. You're either a Bible believer or you ain't. Pick. Do you believe it or not? Well, if you submit yourself to God and resist the devil, he's got to leave. <laughs> you ever been or ever been in a in a in a situation, a, a company situation where you were just like oh, going, "Oh, I hope this person leaves." <laughs> so, yes, you have. Even at Thanksgiving dinner, come on, <laughs> you have to. Well, guess what? He has to leave. Isn't that awesome? Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Well, what does that do for us? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. 
when you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Oh, no, it's not on his tail. It's on his face. I've ruined it. Oh, no. Well, that's okay, though. Somebody else will come along and get it right. Thanks for coming to my birthday party, Stewie. Oh, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. I've never been to a party before. Want to watch me blow out the candles? I would love to see that. And gosh, Bobby, I'd love to play with some of your birthday toys, but only after you've played with them and only if you say it's okay. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of them. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, and a dog named Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a PhD program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for your next trivia question. I love this teaching that we're going to do. It's so good that's coming up. It's like, oh, I'm so excited. Okay, here you go. Here's your, here's your trivia question. Whose patience... According to the Bible, New Testament, have we all heard of? Whose patience, according to the Bible, have we all heard of? According to one of the general epistles. Right? General epistles. What did I teach you before? Okay. Gospels. Right? 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 Acts. So that's the, the application of the Gospels most directly. Right? Then you have the Paulinian epistles, then the general epistles, and then the apocalypse, which is Revelation. Okay, so this answer would come from the general epistles, not a Paulinian epistle, not the gospel, not Acts, not Revelation. The question is, whose patience, according to the Bible, have we all heard of? Okay, all right. Here's the only other hint I'm going to give you. I taught about this person yesterday. That's whose book it is, or letter it's in. Okay, there you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, 
david at he must increase dot org. I do, unfortunately for you, still have jokes in my hand. <laughs> but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait on the jokes, okay? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a little bit of a break. <laughs> All right, so why am I talking about being surrendered to God? Okay. Here's why. Right? Because though I am not a big fan of formulas, I am a big, and I'm not, I, I don't like people, you know, but I am a fan of when scripture lays out the steps necessary to take, and I'm a fan of anything that the scripture has to say and following that process. So here is the process I want to talk about. We just talked about the reality that the first thing we have to do is surrender to God, submit to God. Yield to God. And then the next thing we do is resist, right? And then after we resist the enemy, resist the evil, right? He has to he has to leave. Got it. Bible believers, we got that. Understood. Now I want to take you to another passage in Exodus. This is Exodus 17. It's going to be a little tough to keep up with me, but I think you guys can probably pull it off. Exodus 17, I'm starting at verse 8. Okay, um, verse 8. The people of Israel were still at Rephidim. The warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us tomorrow. And I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. Whenever he dropped his hand, the, Amal Amal the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on, and they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, what was that? As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on the scroll as a permanent reminder. Read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Okay, now watch. What's the connection between that and the James 4-7? The truth of the matter is, and people hate to say it, but it's true as true, the staff was a very strong source of inspiration. When the staff was held up, right, then they were able to be victorious. When the staff fell down, they kind of lost, lost their way. The point is they were told, or Joshua was told, look, I'm going to lift up my hands and the staff's going to be there and when the staff is there you're going to be you're going to be victorious you're going to win you're going to do this. And so there was a requirement for a dependence on Moses to help Israel win this war. Not that's not complex at all. It required dependence first and then from the dependence came victory. Why is this important? It is exactly connected to James 4, 7. What does submit yourself to God then mean but to be dependent on God? And here they're dependent on Moses keeping his arms up, and he needed help to do it, but he stayed faithful. And what happens when they kept the arm up? They, he was victorious. 
So the formula that I'm trying to drop at you without it being a formula, although it's kind of a formula, but I'm not trying to say it's a formula, is when we submit to God, we can resist the enemy and he will flee. Or when we are dependent on God, submit to God and follow his instructions and do what we're supposed to do and keep our eye on the prize, we can be victorious. The whole thing is no matter what you do when you start the process is be dependent on God. Don't, don't, oh, I'm always dependent on God. No, you're not. I mean, why would you even say that? Do you know how many times the children of Israel had to be reminded? Do you know how many times the, the, the people of God in the church of God had to be reminded by Paul and Barnabas to be encouraged to stay faithful? And to, You need this just like I need this, just like everybody needs this on a regular basis. And if you look at this story, what a great, great, great story. Here Moses is like, I'm going to go stand on the top of the hill. I'm going to hold this staff of God in my hand. When he held that staff of God in his hand, it was an inspiration. That staff was it enabled them uh, to cross the Red Sea. By the way, it was the staff that he held up that split the waters. It's the same thing. It's inspirational. But they were fully dependent on God and had to keep that in their sight. Listen to this. Because as soon as they didn't see the staff, they started to lose. And when you don't see the, the, the staff, when you don't see that it's the staff of God that you have to focus on and see on a regular basis, you begin to lose. Sometimes, you know what you need? You need two people on the side of you, left and right, to hold your arms up to keep you going. I'm just like, it's all that stuff, just cool stuff. It's not, but what I'm trying to lay down is here's the formula surrender, submit, yield, be dependent first. Then what happens? Well, the enemy has to flee, and you have victory, and all these cool things happen because you're dependent on God. And if you think of it in these terms, if you start your situation not having an arrogance, and I'm super good at this. I'm super good at starting a situation saying, what? I can do it. One of our fills talks to me about me being able to break a stick. But even then, I knew, well, I've got a lot of pride here, so i got to cut the stick in half. And then I go to chop the stick in half, and it bounces off the top of the uh, garbage can and hits me right in the head. And it's just like, see, these are the kind of things that I'm trying to say. We come into this with such an attitude, such a, I can do this, I'm doing this, I'll get out of my way, I'll accomplish this. And that's kind of like a lot of uh, guys do this, probably a little more than girls, or at least in my experience, not not necessary all the way across the board, but in my experience, uh, somebody like myself, the high A personality, I can do this. It doesn't matter. I don't, I'll move this whole thing by myself, even if I just had surgery on my leg. Why? Because I'm stupid. And so then you do that, and you have to have a second surgery on the leg. The point is we go into this with this I'm going to do this attitude, not – I'm going to be dependent and submissive to God and follow the wisdom that the Lord says, even if it's just keeping my eye on the prize. See that difference? Here's your formula. Start independence of God. Start in submission to God. Start in a surrender to God. Then take your next step. And you will find out that there is great victory all the way across, okay? So here's the uh, answer to the trivia question. Whose patience, according to the Bible, have we all heard of? This is in James chapter 5, verse 11, and the answer is Job. When James said, you have all heard of the patience of Job. That's why, you know, one of the books that we teach on, see, so. 
And then we were teaching on James. Okay. Ed James was a good verse. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, bust out, and then we'll take we'll take a break. You're listening to the David Smith Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, pr- I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this, said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew. And yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get our next trivia question up there. I want to read a text that Steve sent. Uh, and then do a recap as we get into the next portion, because the next portion, now we're, now we're getting into fun. I, I'm just, I'm warning you. I've warned you. You've been warned. 
next trivia question is, who was mocked? Now, this is a Bible person. It's not your host. Okay. Who was mocked because he was bald? Who was mocked because he was bald? Like I said, it's not your host. 972-445-0770. Also, you can uh, text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website and remind you of two things. Don't forget, got some speaking updates that are coming. I think I'm speaking a week from Sunday at a church. You can get the information on the website. Plus... The ambassador information is up there, so check it out. Plus, it's a place to give, and we need the giving, so do the giving because we need the giving because giving is important, so please give. Give, 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 and if you can't give or don't want to give, then give to uh, another place, but be a giver because God loves a cheerful giver. Do that. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemosincrease.org. Hemosincrease.org. <laughs> That's for when I do a message and I'm laying an egg. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, okay, let's. I want to do this thing from Steve uh, real quickly. He brought up a great point, and we, I, I haven't used this part of it because I probably should have, you know, made a whole section for it. But he said it's a good story because it proves that everybody needs help. Even Moses needed help. So even Moses, when he was going through that process, and Moses was like, "Come on." I mean, you, you don't, you know, you got Abraham, you got David, you got Moses. This is like, this, you know, and I understand Isaiah, but you got Moses. And, and everybody in the New Testament is like, love Moses, love Moses. I'm just saying, so don't, don't get weird on it. And it's like, hey, keep that in mind that he needed help. And guess what? Even if you're as good as Moses, you need help, right? I mean, that's just a truth. But in the formula of this text, and what I'm trying to communicate is two major components, and that is if you're dependent on the Lord, submit yourself therefore to God, you resist the devil and he flees, then you can overcome the enemy. If you're dependent on the Lord, then you can overcome obstacles of armies, big armies like full armies, and we're going to see in a second that that applies even to individual battles in just a split second. Uh, and uh, we'll probably do our history in the next one because I really want to jam in this. But I am going to give you one more opportunity on the triv. And then I, I it's, one of the, it's one of the great stories in the word. It's just you can't – even I will have a hard time ruining it. Uh, simple trivia question. Who was mocked because he was bald? Right? It's uh, 2 Kings. I think it's 2 Kings 22 – I think it's 22, 23 in that ballpark. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at org. So any of those are available if you want to reach out to us. And in the meantime, I'm going to go back into the text. So we just talked about, you know, you you – you stand in this position where you submit yourself to God. Now, somebody is calling in, and I'm going to give them a chance to answer the trivia question because once I go on this roll, I'm not getting off. <laughs> and, yes, I'm into rock and roll. My feet are on the rock, and my name is in the roll. Ha! There you go. Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. 
Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is John. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, John. How are you been? Well, okay. Just uh, here and there working and um, eating and sleeping. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, the usual I, things, trying to get a few things done around the house, but, you know, I get the now impression, it's raining. So I, I get the impression inside. you're living. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> living? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sum, sums it up, doesn't it? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. How have you been? I've been doing pretty good. Been pretty good. It's kind of in the same holding pattern with the kids and everything else, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I just feel like the Lord's, while the weirdness increases in the world around us, I have this weird suspicion that there will be a just an increase in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So I'm kind of simultaneously going, uh-oh, and then going, oh boy, I can't wait uh, at I the know. same Mixed time, right? Feelings, yes. Yeah, so I'm looking right. forward to that. All right. All right, my friend, I'm going to have you answer the trivia question. And then you give us, is there any updates, by the way, with Nola? Is she just kind of the same holding pattern right now? Same holding pattern, yeah. Uh, that uh, new trial, I guess now, is going to be four weeks away instead of four to five. So okay. getting closer. All right, so everybody still needs to be praying for Nola and be praying for her family and praying for John. And I know Thank exactly you. what he's going through. So uh, it's something that yeah. him and I share at, at that level. Uh, all right. right, here we go. Who was mocked, not including the host of the show, who was mocked because he was bald? That would be Elijah. Right. Now, it's Elisha. Elisha. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mean, I, I, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Elijah. I, I That's it. decide whether I was going to look it up or not. I thought, well, no, I'll go my first thought. But you're right, Elisha. Yeah, and then that's a whole That's a whole uh, separate, like people are saying it's controversial. And ironically, the, the, the text, it, it doesn't really communicate what's going on. The, well, I don't want to say that. The way that people portray the text doesn't always communicate. The, the way that gangs used to rove and kind of function back in that day, there were three or 400 kids there at that meeting, most likely. And so the bear mauled 42. And we don't even know if there was actual I mean, people say to death. Others text just say mauled. It's like, I think the idea is don't mock the prophet. Okay. Right. Yeah. God's be, person. Yes. Just, just take a step back. Uh, he might be bald, but one, he can wear a hat, and two, you don't have enough burn lotion to help you where you're going. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> let's keep it out of the right place. All right, burn lotion. Yeah. <laughs> so well, excellent job. But that's exactly right. And that's it's a toughie because sometimes you say Elijah and Elisha. I just do a lot of discussion. Uh, yeah, you're right. They, uh, the successor to Elijah. You're yep. out. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent job, brother. Excellent job. And I want everybody to be praying for my brother and praying for Nola and for their family just to be in comfort and peace and strength and confidence for good things that lie ahead. Okay? Well, thank you. All right. Back at you, too. All right. I appreciate it, brother. God bless you. Uh, thank you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Fabulous brother. Love him. Okay. All right. I want to go to this text. I will keep it limited, but we'll see. First Samuel seventeen forty five through forty seven. Okay, so we're talked about now having this dependence on God, and you what? What do you do to say what happens when you submit yourself to God? What happens when you surrender to God? What happens when you're dependent on God? You can resist the devil, whoa, and you can resist armies, 
that are coming against you, especially if you're working collectively. Hello. How about this one, though? First Samuel 17, 45 through 47, David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Verse 47, everyone assembled uh, here will know, everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword or spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. Wow! Right? Come on. Right? The Bible says that David ran towards Goliath. Most people would be dodging at this point. He's running straight on. What does he say? Just follow this whole dependence thing. You think it's important. Well, listen, you talk about the devil. That's the biggest enemy that you're going to face. That's why I started with that. Then you talk about it from a collective nature in Israel, dependent on the Lord, keeping their vision where it needs to be on, on, on the staff, the staff that's from God. And by keeping that vision, they had victory, keeping his arms up and everybody keeping seeing it, they had victory. Now you look at the one-on-one scenario, so to speak, and here's David taking on Goliath, somebody who's at least 9'3", and most likely 9'6", okay? So big guy, right? Shaquille O'Neal, big guy at 7 foot whatever. This guy's two feet bigger than Shaquille O'Neal. That's a big dude. That's a big dude. This guy can probably bite the basketball and put it in the... <laughs> it's like, come on, right? You, just, you know what's going on here. You're just like, wow. And what does he say? David says, you come with sword, spirit, and javelin. Here's, here's how I'm going to come at you in the name of the Lord. I am dependent on God. If I fail, it is God that will have failed because I can't do this on my own. I'm doing it in his name, and I can do it in no other, and that's how it's going to go. And then I do like, see, David... When you read the Psalms, you, you kind of understand this. At different moments, he has these different blurts where he's like, when he's writing the Psalms, like, the, you know, I really love you and I think you're awesome. Cut the heads off your enemies. You know, it's just like, he's just like, that's, that's how it is. He's like, I come to you in the name of the Lord. You know what? You're going to find out something, pal. There's a God in Israel. He's about to take care of you guys. Not only going to cut your head off, we're going to take the dead bodies of all the people that are with you, toss them around too. And everybody assembled here is going to know that the Lord rescues his people, and not with sword or spear. What do they rescue the Lord's people? What does he rescue the Lord's people with? Dependence on the Lord. It is whose battle? Whose battle is it? It's the Lord's battle. Hey, I got a question for you. If you're surrendered to God, and then there's a battle, and the Lord's involved, I'll just ask you this real quickly. Has God ever lost a battle? No. There you go. So, I mean, come on. And the, this is for us. And it's like, I know, Dave, but this is such a big situation. I'm sorry. Is it bigger than speaking the universe into existence? Because that's the power we're dealing with. Hey, let me get this straight. You're going to come at me with sword and spear? <laughs> I'm coming at you 
in the name of the one that brought oxygen to the planet. And you're coming with a sword? (laughs) You heard the expression, don't bring a knife to a gunfight? This would be, don't bring a weapon to a fight with God. I mean, that's just absurd. To a God fight. Yeah, it's a God fight. You lose your lo- you lost. You stepped on the field. It's over. You say, well, I just want him to do it my way. Well, that's not how God operates. He does it his way. Your job is to trust him, to believe in him, and to stand firm in your faith. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true stationary in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes you're in the position and the, the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray. You can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine, real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I can't believe it. We only got one segment left. Luba. This was, uh, well, was just like, Yoom! you ever heard of the flash? Like, Oh, wow, a bouncer. You know how fast the flash is? Fast. What you want to you want to see it? I, I'm like the Flash. I can go around the world. You want to see? Let me see it, Dave. All right, you want to see it again? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not love that? <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, which man is described as little of stature in the Gospels? Probably, probably not the eternal little tag you want to go with, but that's what it is. Which man is described as little of stature? In the Gospels, if you think you know the answer, you can uh, call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We are going to do our history, so get ready for history. Here we go. Let's go, All right, today is Yom Yerushalayim Day. This is Jerusalem Day for those just like celebrating Jerusalem, just in case you guys are trying to figure that out. It is also Clean Up Your Room Day. That can be every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's National Shrimp Day. Sounds lovely. Love shrimp. Okay, I mean, that's just a practice. shrimp scampi. I love shrimp scampi. Oh. Can't believe you said that. I just love. It's like... Oh, the hardest thing to be done in, in this diet is those things. You know, that, like ribs, shrimp, like, ah. Uh. When uh, we were watching a show, and it was the last show. Uh, I won't tell you what series, doesn't matter. It was the last show, and uh, Noelle, she th- threw me a end-of-show party, Ooh. right? And she made a little poster with little cutouts from the show, and she had uh, small sweet ribs, uh, shrimp. Ooh. I mean, it's just and uh, hot wings. That's sweet. Oh, baby. <laughs> I know you probably can't have it, but that is really sweet. Uh, I know I miss those days. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> I'm not gonna lie about it. I miss those days. Uh, okay, uh, 1908. On this day, ironically, on on May 10th in 1908 is the first time they ever observed Mother's Day. Just in case people are kind of curious about that. 1940, on this day, Winston Churchill is appointed Prime Minister of the UK. 1954, Rock, Rock Around the Clock is released. It was the first rock and roll record to reach number one on the charts. When was that, Dave? 1954. Oh. How's that? You guys remember Happy Days. You guys know what the song is. Okay? Okay. All right. One more time on the Triver River. Uh, see, we even give the trivia name. That's what, eh, why not? Which man is described as little of stature in the Gospels? Who would that be? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at org. So what does all of this lead to? And what's the whole purpose? And why are you doing this whole thing? And, you know, you know, wait, somebody's calling in. So we're going to give them a chance. So I want to make sure we can get the, that answer in and give people a chance to respond. That's part of the fun of the show. You never know who's going to call, what they're going to say. They are ready. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello. 
Hello, David. This is Miss Robertson. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? All is well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. I'm glad that you're doing well. If you need anything, you don't hesitate to reach out to us, especially in prayer and other things. You let us know, okay? I sure will. Thank oh, you, David. Okay. Which man is described as little of stature in the Gospels? Zacchaeus. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel for him a little bit because he did really good after he had this encounter with Jesus, but he's also known as a guy with who's little of stature. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's going to kind of tag with him for a while. <laughs> you better know it. He made it. <laughs> Excellent job. Very, you, very good. Great work. Mm-hmm. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Blessings to you and your family too, David. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I love our people. Dave, he can't help it though. He's I, just a little guy. I didn't I'm say a little guy. I didn't say it's not his fault. <laughs> as a little uh, guy, listen, I can listen, I can feel it. I would rather be that guy and in the gospel and have the response he got than the tallest guy with uh, who gets his head so Absalom who got his head stuck in a tree. Right, and then they just slapped him out. True. <laughs> like oh boy, yikes! All right, let me go back to this. So we only got like four minutes. I want to make sure I get this in. Okay, so we talked about submitting to God, and when you submit to God, you can resist Satan. You can't resist Satan without the power of God in you. You can't resist Satan, but God in you, that's different. The other part of this is we talked about being dependent, dependent on the children of Israel, dependent on Moses' arms being up so that they could see the staff of God. And every time they looked at it, the army and the staff was up, they were able to prevail. Every time they took their eyes off of it, they started to lose. Never forget that. That's a huge principle. Take your eyes off the Lord, you start to lose. That's just how it goes. And then the last thing we talked about was David and David fighting Goliath. He's like, I don't, I'm not coming, I'm not doing this in my power. You're you're coming to me in staff and with staff and sword. I'm coming to you with the God of the universe as my weapon. <laughs> kind of like, okay. And the whole point of all three of those are three examples of complete dependence on the Lord going into a situation. Okay? 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Even though I received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. You want the power of God to work through you on a regular basis? Stop being arrogant, prideful, independent, self-assured. Stop it. You want to resist Satan, keep him at a distance? Great. Submit to God. You want the armies to prevail? Keep your eyes where they're supposed to be. You want to win against that Goliath that's in your life? Depend on the name of the Lord and not your armor, not your weaponry. And look at what he says. And we always focus on the, you know, and we often do, take pleasure in weakness, insult, hardness. But I want you to look at verse 9 of 2 Corinthians 12. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Nothing is more effective than the power of Jesus Christ. Hey, that could be working through you. 
if you come to the circumstance in dependence of God, not in a, such a cell. It's not that you have no confidence. You have no confidence in you. You have confidence in Jesus in you. That's really what it is. It's you going, I know what's in me, the old me. But in the new me, the new creation me, that's different. That's the Jesus part. And when you have that, the power of God works through you. Just think about that. Uh, this is what I'm facing. Power of God. Uh, this is what I'm thinking. Power of God. This is my situation. Power of God. This is this battle. Power of God. Power of God. Well, power of God. What? Power of God. Power of God. You want the power of God working with you? You want the power of God working through you? Okay. All right. Recognize that his grace is all you need. And it works best when you go, your turn. <laughs> Here you go. All you, man. All you. It's all him. And he gets all the glory. Right? Well, he's supposed to. So if not, then there's a whole separate problem. Right? Okay. I love teachings like this because they tell you, pull it in and get close to him. That's the answer. Right? It is. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.